What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. A little bit earlier upload than usual this week. Normally, I post these videos on Saturday, but won't be able to record this Friday, so just figured we'd upload Thursday instead. That does mean we get access to some earlier lines this week, which is really nice. All my favorite bets are usually more difficult to get, like the line goes up from when I post on Tuesday until we have the video on Saturday, so that's obviously gonna make things a little bit more difficult on us. Having it earlier in the week helps out a little bit. So we'll go over what it looks like this week, and then hopefully when you're watching this, maybe you are watching this on Saturday, hopefully lines haven't changed by too much. Also, uh, know that there are obviously a lot fewer games in the playoffs, so my favorite pick on a 16-game slate is a lot different than my favorite pick on a two-game slate. You're just going to get worse EVs on a two-game slate because not only can the books focus their attention on the two games, but there's only two games to choose from. Sometimes you'd skip over a ton of games completely. But with that being said, um, we can really just look at correlation a little bit more. It's kind of what you should be doing with these picks instead of trying to pick you know, a bunch of individual bets on a two-game slate. Let's think about an outcome that we like or maybe one bet that we like and kind of go from there. So that's what we're going to kind of focus on in this video. I'm going to share two of my favorites and then we're going to go back to each one and say, okay, if this does hit, what are other things that are likely to hit as well? Or at least what are other things that have a better chance of hitting? So that'll make sense when we get towards the end. First one, we'll go over. Miles Sanders over 51 and a half rushing yards. Even factoring in what is a very, very difficult matchup, this does project as plus EV. He set this over in three of the last four weeks, and his usage last week was very encouraging. He has never, ever been a player that they just, you know, line up for 25 carries. It's simply not going to happen. Obviously, we don't need to have that to happen, right? Like, if we got to 20 carries, he's probably going to go over 50. I guess he'd need 52 yards at that point, but... He's never been a player that's gotten a ton of volume. But if we look last week, they obviously destroy the Giants. So basically the entire second half, you can't just throw out. But they were up, what, 28-0 in the second half. It was blowout time very early. So if we really just like focus on what happened in this game, we obviously want to lean a lot more towards what happened in the first half. But if we look overall, even in a 31-point blowout, he got to 17 carries, which is really great to see. Um, but on a normal game, you know, we're not expecting Gainwell, Boston, Scott to get 18 combined carries. That's a ton. And if we look back at when did these touches occur, Boston Scott's first touch came on a three-yard touchdown in the mid-second. And then he only had one other carry before halftime. So two touches before halftime. Gainwell was used more than Scott in the first half, like normal. That's how they normally do it. But even he only had five total opportunities before halftime compared to Miles Sanders, 13. So if we're looking at just the pre-halftime, when the game was even remotely close, carry split, it was 13 for Miles Sanders, three for Gainwell, two for Boston Scott. So I know we can look at the numbers at the end of the game and say, oh, it was a little bit closer, but again, 13, three, and two was the carry split before halftime. If he's getting anywhere close to that, then... You know, we're in, a, we're in a very, very good range from hitting this over. Uh, again, even factoring in the matchup, I know that, you know, they're not going to find as much success on the ground, but I tanked his yards per carry. I dropped their overall plays. 
Um, I just made them less efficient overall. I even did give you know some work to Gainwell, to Scott, gave Hertz carries. Even factoring all of that in, he projects for better than this 51 and a half. So that's the first one we like, and we'll go back to it in a second. The second one I like is Joe Burrow over 64 and a half passing yards. We successfully took the under on Joe Burrow last week, but circumstances are a little bit different this time around. Um, not only is the line lower this week, but the matchup is better. And it's a little bit of an overreaction by the market. Uh, Buffalo last week, obviously a terrible spot. No one's going to ever argue that at Buffalo is a good spot. Uh, it's the second worst matchup for opposing quarterbacks. This week, Kansas City, second best matchup. So he flips it around. Now he's got a really good matchup. Obviously, Kansas City is still, you know, at Kansas City, still difficult. And especially in the playoffs, it's not a good environment to play in. But the actual defense of Kansas City is one that I'm much more looking to attack for quarterbacks than Buffalo is. And I'm also, like, expecting um, Mixon to have success, play well, be given the ball a lot, but this is still Joe Burrow's team. This is even with, you know, an injured Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, there's never going to be a time in this game, even if they get up by say 14 points at some point, they are never going to ease up. They're never just going to lean on Joe Mixon every single play and try and drain the clock. They know they have to remain aggressive against Patrick Mahomes. And there's already reports like he's at full practice. He's definitely playing this week. Not anywhere near 100%, but you know, 80% Patrick Mahomes is still probably the best quarterback in football. Uh, so at the end of the day, Burrow likely going to be, be around like 35, 37 pass attempts. He's going to be efficient. He's caught fantastic skill players. His line's not like super far off, right? Like it should probably be around 275 to 277. That should be kind of like where the line is instead of 264 and a half. But again, on a two-game slate, you're looking for inefficiencies. This is a big one there. So those are the two picks that we like. Again, Miles Sanders over 51 and a half rushing yards. Joe Burrow over 264 and a half passing yards. So what do we like to correlate for each of these? For the Sanders one, if we're thinking that Sanders in a game where he's getting more carries, Eagles are likely winning, forcing San Fran to be a little more pass heavy, especially in the second half of the game. We want pass catchers on the San Fran side, but we know that the Eagles are still a very, um, just a very skilled secondary. They're a very, very good defense. We're not looking to like overly attack, right? We're not taking like every single pass catcher on San Fran. That's just not going to happen. We have to kind of pick and choose our spots. Now we don't love the outside against the Eagles. We want the inside. Uh, so I would say the first one should definitely be Juwan Jennings. His line is also easy to get. He could really get there in one play, but it'll probably take him two receptions to get there over 20 and a half receiving yards. He's not on the field all the time, but when he is, he has the highest percent of his snaps coming from the slot. Makes sense that if they're down, if they go two more three wide receiver sets, if he's on the field, even for like half of the overall snaps, he's going to get plenty of opportunities as just the, the player with the best matchup on the field. You've got to think they're going to scheme him a few looks, 20 and a half, very reasonable for him. And then you have to choose. It's basically, for me, Ayuk versus Debo Samuel. Ayuk's at 44.5 receiving yards. Debo Samuel up at 51.5. If we look at Ayuk, we know that he's hit in four of the last five, seven of the last nine. It's just the matchup that's kind of giving me pause with him. And so you say, okay, well, him and Debo have similar matchups, but 
When you think about Debo as a player, he gets much more like manufactured looks, whereas, um, I mean, everyone on this offense gets manufactured looks. That's just how the offense operates. But Debo's manufactured looks come much more in the screen game, which a little bit takes matchup out of it because they're getting him the ball like immediately, even if you have an incredible secondary, there's only so much you can do on a screen pass, especially if it's well-designed. And so... When I just think about the matchup, it's going to much more negatively affect Brandon Ayuk than it's going to for Debo Samuel. I think they can get him four or five receptions, just scheming that up against any secondary. And especially if they find themselves down, I think that's going to happen more often. And so my lean would be Debo projection-wise. It's very, very similar. They both come out to like pretty much the same since you do get the edge and like having a lower line for Ayuk. Uh, but I, that's what I would do. I would pick two of them. Um, I would not go with three. I would not take like Ayuk, Debo, um, plus Jawan Jennings. You're just like loading up too much on a passing attack that is in a difficult spot. Again, I take Jawan because he's been hitting this line regardless. Now you get a great matchup in hopefully that um, trailing game script. And then I would add on Debo if you want to do Ayuk instead. That's fine. Uh, so that's a six to one bet. Then for the Burrow side, I would pair him with your option. I'll give you another option on this one. I think my lean would be Kelsey over 76.5 receiving yards and then Boyd over 31.5 receiving yards. I would definitely use Boyd, but you basically have the option of do you want to make it a 4-1 to one and then add on one of like Higgins or Jamar Chase? I would lean towards Jamar Chase for the reason we'll talk about in a second. Um, or do you want to just make it... Um, I don't know if I said four to one there. A four bet parlay would be 10 to one. Um, but if you just wanted to make it three picks, you don't want to add a fourth one in. You could just throw Kelsey out, not do a bring back. Basically say, I think Burrow finds success. I think he has a good game. I'm going to take Boyd. I'm going to take Chase with him. I think Kansas City keeps up, keeps it competitive. But maybe we don't necessarily know which player it's going to be from Kansas City. The biggest lean is Kelsey. And that's why I would include him if you can include anyone. But if you're not comfortable going with him, because 76 and a half isn't like easy. He's been getting there, right? Like the last seven games, over 95 receiving yards for the playoffs. Um, he's just been absolutely crushing at what, 14 receptions last week. But if you're just not comfortable with that, I'm totally fine not doing a bring back because you can have the Cincy side hit and then not necessarily know what's going to hit on Kansas City. But yeah, um, I like Boyd because you wouldn't think it, but he's much more correlated with Burrow than the other two, or at least a little bit more correlated than Higgins, and much more correlated than Chase this last year. If we look at the nine games where Burrow has hit his over for the line this week, Boyd, in those weeks, is 7-2 and two on his over. So if we're assuming Burrow hits his, well now, we've got 7 out of 9 uh, weeks that Boyd is also hitting. So he's very, very correlated there. Higgins is 6-3. and three. Chase is only down at 4 four and three because he has those two games that he missed as well so he doesn't have the full nine um but yeah i would add in boyd um and like i said if you want to add one in my lean would be chase just because in this particular matchup kansas city um was the number one matchup in the regular season against opposing wide receiver ones uh we also know chase is a very very explosive player and so if we're looking for someone who can really push further than his total i mean if chase goes out there and has 120 130 receiving yards because he has a 50 or 60 yard play and then we also get boyd hitting like we're getting into like a very very likely scenario 
where um, we're getting the over on Burrow as well. So those would be the three I would use. If you want to use four, add in Kelsey as well. Uh, and then remember what we talked about a few weeks ago. Don't do two pick parlays on underdog. The math just doesn't work out. You have to be incredibly successful at picking those to make money. Like you got to be up at like 57, 58% accuracy, which is like really, really good um, to like benefit on there. If you do three picks, don't use insurance. Just go with the three picks. If you use four picks, use insurance as a little icon. Um, You're not going to get the full payout, but the math works out to where just in the difficulty of hitting on a four pick parlay, the insurance if you don't know, gives you one of those legs, doesn't need to hit, so you can go three out of the four. You're going to get less of a payout, obviously, um, but use insurance for four picks. And then once you go to five picks, I didn't mention it in this video, but if you wanted to do something with five, you want to throw some of these together, uh, do not use the insurance. So again, don't do two picks, three picks, no insurance, four picks, insurance, five picks, no insurance. Again, um, I've tweeted out the math behind it. That's just how it works out. Please do that. Um, and always for the um, Kelsey pick, again, I say that you don't need to include it because nothing really stands out on that side. Like I like Pacheco. He doesn't really correlate with this bet though, so that's why I don't love it. Um, but then uh, the the Kelsey one, there was nothing in the matchup that stood out for like the Bengals secondary against him. It's just that, you know, this is one of our bet on talent plays. Kelsey, like I said before, seven straight playoff games over 95 receiving yards. You're getting it 20 yards less than that. You know that if they are trailing, if Burrow's finding success, they're going to have to use Kelsey. Um, I understand that people can be concerned and be like, well, won't they double him? Well, they tried to last week. Like maybe not early on, but like at least in the second half, they were trying their absolute hardest to do that. You just can't always do it because he's a tight end, right? And you're leaving other weapons that are incredibly explosive in other areas of the game. What, in single coverage? You're going to single coverage everyone else? Like you can single coverage on Juju or something, but like you can only do so much because he's a tight end and because there's so many plays where the design plays him and it's like he's blocking and he's blocking for a good chunk of the play. Well, you're going to double him every single time he's blocking as well. Like you're just going to get shredded. So it's much more difficult to like focus in on Kelsey and that's why he can be matchup proof um, I mean, obviously, you guys know this. He's the best tight end in football. Um, but that's kind of the reasoning to why, like, he can find so much success, even when it's like he's the only guy you'd think they could hone in on him and really stop him. Not always, right? And that's why uh, he'd be the one I'd pick there. So those are my favorite picks for uh, the conference championships. If you have not signed up for Underdog account yet, uh, why not start doing that this week? There are a lot of Great games. I mean, the the games, the teams left right now are the teams you'd want to be left. Like these are basically the matchups. Like you could argue that maybe Buffalo over Cincy, but all the teams left 100% deserve to be there. They're going to be great games this week. It's going to be a great Super Bowl, no matter who wins this week. And so, if you want something on these games, underdog, uh, use promo code FFA, match your first deposit up to $100. So that'll do it for this one. Good luck to everyone this weekend. Then, my friends. Is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, have a hit the like button, have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.